What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner, and I apologize if I sound like absolute shit right now. Um, dealing with a little bit of a cold here. We're going to power through. We're going to make the most of it. I actually have a second apology. Apologize for how I sound. And number two, I totally forgot to announce the Black Friday Cyber Monday promo on the podcast. I'm sorry. My most loyal, dedicated, passionate fans, and I left you out. And for that, I am incredibly, incredibly sorry because we released an absolute fire promo. It was crazy all through the week leading up to Black Friday. I think we announced it Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't remember, but all the way through Black Friday, over the weekend, into Monday, into Cyber Monday, my emails, my messages were blowing up with people thrilled about the opportunity to start coaching for zero dollars. Now, I am going to give you, my Mind Over Macros listeners, an opportunity to jump in because I feel so bad that I completely dropped the ball on that. And you will have the opportunity to get in for $0. The only thing that I'm going to ask is that you mention the podcast because this is closed off to anybody else. Nobody else can take advantage. Like we shut off the Cyber Monday deal. We shut off the Black Friday deal. All of that is done. We're moving past it, except if you are a Mind Over Macros listener. So hopefully this is my way of making it up to you. But the only thing that I ask is you mention the podcast when you reach out to me so I know that it's legit. What we're doing is offering you one-on-one coaching for $0 to get started. You pay nothing to get started. We coach you all the way through December or for 30 days from whenever you start completely free. Your first payment is not due for 30 days from the time that you begin coaching. That way, you get to see for yourself how epic the experience is. At that point, you can extend, you have the option to extend your payments up to 18 months, which makes the monthly payments like next to nothing. It is flexible for any budget in that. I know this time of year, you might be buying gifts, you might have other expenses, so it is the most flexible option. There is no interest on that. There are no fees involved with that. You can pay it off early if you want. There's no fees for that. It literally gives you the flexibility to basically budget however you want and still get the full experience of one-on-one coaching. That is the Black Friday offer, the Cyber Monday offer. It includes that free month. It includes the $0 down to get started. And I had to throw the cherry on top. It comes with a full money back guarantee. So you literally have nothing to lose. You have everything to gain. There's no reason. I'm telling you, I have my inbox has been just an absolute shit show lately. My messenger folder has been a shit show lately. People have been loving this opportunity because the number one thing that I hear is, I don't know if I can afford it. Well, here we go. <laughs> we made it affordable for everybody so that you can jump in $0 down, extend the payments, no interest, pay it off early, literally budget however you want, take advantage of the best coaching experience that you will ever have. I've broken this down a number of different times, but it is really a binary choice. It's either you want 
to reach your goals, you want food freedom, you want the physical results you desire, or you don't. Either way is totally cool with me. This is your decision. It's your body. It's your life. I'm only here to present opportunities. This one is pretty freaking epic. So if you do want to take advantage of it, you just have to message me on Instagram or Facebook and mention the podcast. Just please mention that you heard this on the podcast so I know it's not somebody who's trying to take advantage after the deadline. So if you message me on Instagram, it's at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. If you message me on Facebook, it's Michael Milner. Either way, just make sure you mention that you heard the promo on the podcast so I know it's legit. And now you can enjoy the episode. All right. Welcome everybody who is tuning in on the podcast. We're here live in the Facebook group. Of course, you should be here with us. If you're not in the Facebook group, you're missing out. You can join us at the Personality Diet and Neurotype Training on Facebook. Just type that into the search bar and you will see this beautiful community that we have. We're closing in on 7,000 people. And I still maintain the fact that if we get to 10,000, I'm doing a $10,000 giveaway. Like maybe we'll do it for the next challenge for the January January challenge, but I would still like to do that. And we've, we're a little bit off. I feel like if just half of the people in the group invited one other person into the group, then we would be there in no time. And what I'm going to do is maybe we can do that for the, uh, the January challenge. We can do a $10,000 giveaway if we get to 10,000 people in the group. And then we'll do a poll on how you want that split up. Like, do you want one $10,000 winner? Do you want two $5,000 winners? Do you want five $2,000 winners. Now the math is getting difficult in my head, so I'm just going to move on. But the headline that I dropped is, why am I doing a bikini body workout? That is a true story about a week, exactly a week ago today, because I'm recording on Monday. Last Monday, I started a new workout program. It is a bikini body program. Um, I have Mel to thank for that. She, uh, we've been working out together and we did a neurotype specific workout that we finished. It's, it's actually really a, a monumental occasion when a type 2A starts and finishes a workout program. Any other 2As will understand what I'm saying. But if you actually start and finish a whole workout program, that is a massive accomplishment as a type 2A. And we did it. It was 12 weeks too. It was 12 weeks now. Of course, because it was neurotype specific, uh, the phases switched up every three weeks. So it was like four different blocks of three weeks. And uh, we were able to get through it. And then Mel was like, well, look, I really like working out with you, but I'm going to do this bikini body workout because I really want to try to work on my lower body. I want to work on my booty right? She has her own goals. And I was like, well, shit, if I don't have my, my accountability partner, I'm never going to the gym. Um, I'm very transparent about the fact that the gym doesn't really motivate me. And I'm not quite there like in my life to be like, yes, I can't wait to go work out. Um, I, I enjoy it when I, when I finish, I enjoy the feeling afterwards. It's just, I'm pretty busy. There's a lot on my plate right now. So yeah, I'm, I'm like kind of indifferent. Like I could skip it and I'll be fine. So having Mel to go with me has been a huge 
uh, driver for me to actually show up and get my workouts in. So now she's like, I'm going to do this bikini body workout. And I'm like, well, do you want to work out alone or is it cool if I join you? She's like, well, I mean, I don't know if you really want to be doing this workout, but I would love for you to join me. I love working out with you. So the, the, the invitation was there and I took it. So for the last week, we did the bikini body workout, which is three days of lower body, of course, with the booty focus. So there's like hip thrusts three days a week, lower body three days a week. There's two upper body days. It's a five day a week program, which also is more than I'm used to going. I've been stuck in my four day a week cycle for a while. And there's a reason why I'm doing that. Um, I did want to tell a quick side story uh, about three different conversations that I had. I mentioned this on our challenge call on Sunday that I was going to go into a little bit more detail about this. Um, but actually, you know what? Maybe I'll save that for the end. We'll, we'll continue down this path of the bikini body workout and, and, and the thought process here. I won't leave you hanging for that. Um, so the reason why, and, and a lot of people might be surprised as to like, what are you trying to accomplish by doing that? Right? Is it just is it just going through the motions? Are you just checking the boxes? And the answer is no. Like if I'm in the gym, I want to have intent behind my training. Now, my goal is not to have a bikini body, which which may surprise some people. I know that I definitely give off that feminine energy, and um, you know I'm sure that I could pull off a two piece. I'm sure I could rock that shit and and own it. But that's not my goal right now. I'm not actually working on cutting. I'm not actually working on my bikini body. So why would I go to the gym and do a bikini body program? And here's the reality. This whole, I feel like people get so caught up in the minor details that don't really matter. What I mean by that is a lot of programs will say that they're, they're female specific. Um, I've even seen like female specific supplements. It's like, like, like women's creatine, like there's no difference, right? Or, uh, and, and like, there's this, these small minor details like this, the, the male bodybuilder program and the female physique program, the female bikini program, right? There's all these, these like marketing terms that get thrown out there to make people think that there's like some secret that they're missing. And I'm doing this mainly to prove a point that, the basics always work. I can take a quote unquote bikini program, a bikini body program, and I can make it my own. And I can still hit the fundamental basics that are required for me to reach my goals, which is I still need some form of progressive overload, right? That is built into this program. I've looked at the volume. I've looked at the way that it's structured. I'm still getting progressive overload in this program. I can also look at my neurotype, type 2A, while well, I'm doing a different training program. It's a new stimulus. A new training stimulus is a great way to get stronger, to build some muscle. Like my right now, I'm in more of a maintenance slash building phase. So I can still hit the necessary requirements for getting in the amount of volume, getting in progressive overload, having something that's giving me variety that fits my neurotype. So at the end of the day, the reason why I wanted to go over this is because we have to look at things in the order of importance. Like let's look at the hierarchy 
of importance. For me, number one, above all else is consistency. It doesn't matter. Like I say this time and time again, but you can take the best program ever designed, like scientifically masterful design program, and it will not be effective if you're only 50% consistent versus a horrible program design that's 100% consistent. I'll take consistency all day, every day. And by the way, that's why in our program, we start with neurotyping as literally the first fundamental step. We have to understand your personality if we're going to put the consistency piece in place first and foremost. Because like I said, for me as a 2A, if you give me like this linear, boring progression model, I'm going to blow my brains out. I'm not going to follow it. I'm not going to be consistent. So right off the bat, I'm missing the most important ingredient. And by the way, most people who struggle miss the most important ingredient. When I ask people like, what's your biggest struggle right now? The majority of the time, the answer is consistency. And so it stands to reason that we should start with understanding your neurotype, not because it's some magical secret, like it's going to unlock this magical world of results, but literally from a consistency standpoint, if you're more consistent and you enjoy the process more, you're naturally going to make better progress. So that's number one in the hierarchy of importance. And I'm talking about training right now. I'll get to the nutrition side in a second. Number one is consistency. Okay. So this program now it's a bikini body program, three days a week, three days per week of lower body is not my ideal training split, but I can make modifications. I am still sticking with the three days a week of lower body, but I am replacing the excessive amounts of volume on the booty. And I'm using that to mix in some stuff that I want to focus on. So now I can make a slight modification to still check that box of consistency. Um, I don't need to do three days of of hip thrusts. Maybe if you looked at my ass, you would tell me I do need to do three days a week of hip thrust, but I'm, I'm okay with how it looks. Uh, so I can mix in something like some, some arm work, some upper body work to modify based off of what I want to accomplish. I think so many times we look at programs and we think like, this is it. It's set in stone. Um, I, I always say this when we start a challenge, because with the challenge, you know, it, we can't make that, that one-on-one personalization that we do with, with our individual clients, like with our one-on-one clients, we get to modify like every single detail for the individual with the challenge. We're trying to service a large number of people. So we can't get that, that detailed in the individual program. But I, I tell everybody off the bat, everything is modifiable. If you, if there's something that you can do to enhance your level of consistency or enjoyment or adherence, those things will win nine times out of 10, 10 times out of 10, really. Like you will not fail making a modification that helps with consistency. That is always advisable. So I don't need the three days a week of hip thrust. I can incorporate something that's more tailored to my needs and it still checks the box of consistency. Um, and, and again, that's, that's really where like the neurotype part of it comes into play and is so important. You don't have to guess. You come in with an understanding of this is what this is like the way that my brain works. This is my nature. This is what motivates me. This is what keeps me engaged in the process. 
these are my behavioral tendencies. Like it gives you that fundamental understanding to put the consistency pieces in place. Now there's still work that needs to be done, but it's an important first step. So that's kind of where I start on like the hierarchy of importance is what's going to be, you know, what's going to help me stay the most consistent, which is typically why I train based off of my neurotype. And, and this is just a new, it's a new stimulus. So it still fits with the type 2A need for variety. The second thing that I look at is uh, it's essentially volume slash progressive overload. Like I need to make sure that there's enough of a progression built into the program, or I need to build my own progression into the program. So um, some people who, who write programs don't necessarily build in the progressive overload that's, that's necessary. Uh, I would say for the most part, if, if, if your trainer or whoever's writing your programs, your coach, they should be doing that. But again, there's just like every other profession, there's some, some quality people out there and there's some not, some qual- not so quality people out there. So if I notice that the program doesn't have the type of progression that I need, then I will add that. I will build that in. Keep in mind that progression um, doesn't necessarily mean more volume. You can progress through more volume, through more density, through um, more frequency, through more tonage. Like there's different ways to progress. It doesn't always just mean like lifting heavier, lifting more, increasing reps, increasing sets. Like that's one way to progress, but eventually that becomes uh, a pretty tough game to keep going. That's like the lowering your calories game, right? You can use that as, as your way of, of progressing, but you run out of real estate pretty quickly. The same thing, like you can't just always increase and increase on your, on your training volume. At some point you'll start to uh, lack on the recovery side. Um, so that's number two. Then, then I start to look at like some of the smaller pieces when we, when we start climbing up that, that order of importance from most important to least important uh, on the lesser important side, I do get to that point of uh, frequency. So like once we've got the volume, then we can go into the frequency. I like frequency as a way of just making sure that I'm hitting the muscle groups that I want at least two times a week. That's, that's pretty much my check mark. Um, once, you know, when you look at research, that's pretty standard two times to three times a week, as far as like optimal. Um, but there's not that much of a difference between two times and three times. So I look at that as what are the muscle groups that I, I care about, which for me, it's, it's a total body thing. Um, and I just want to make sure that I'm hitting that two times per week. So with this program, I'm getting three times a week, lower body, two times per week, upper body. I'm still hitting the frequency. Um, And then you can get into like some of the smaller details, like rest intervals and and all of that stuff, which is not super important. Um, Again, I think that knowing your neurotype helps with how to, how to optimize those things like type two A's. We don't like a lot of rest. We get bored very easily. So if you give me like a three minute rest period, I'm just not going to take three minutes. Um, I'm just not going to do it. So it's not that important. Like if I'm resting 60 seconds versus 90 seconds, it's not going to make all that much of a difference. Um, so that's kind of what I look at. And then at the very top of the pyramid, you have like supplements that would be, uh, the least important. So at the base level, we've got consistency, adherence, enjoyment, like that's the big bottom of the period pyramid. Uh, and then we go into like, you know, progressive overload, 
volume. Then we go into frequency. Then we go into like rest periods. And then we go into actual like supplements would be the last. Um, as far as like the training style, you can kind of use that pyramid with depending on like the approach. So like you can have a pyramid based off of, is it strength? Is it muscle building? Um, is it performance? Right. And at the end of the day, you're pretty much going to have the exact same pyramid for each. If my goal is strength, consistency is still the most important thing. That's why it doesn't matter if it's a quote unquote, you know, bikini body program. I can still get stronger if I'm consistent. I can still get stronger if I'm hitting enough volume, if I'm progressive, uh, hitting my progressive overload. I can still get stronger if I am um, training frequently enough, if I am, you know, recovering enough, if I'm, doing those things that I need to do. Right. So it doesn't matter what your goal is. You can still have the same pyramid for each. Uh, as we go on to the nutritional side, guess what? Most important is still consistency. It's still adherence. It's still enjoying the process. Um, that is one of the most important things that again, it's often the missing, missing ingredient for most people. Think about what, what do most programs have in common? When you sign up for a nutrition program, what do they typically have in common? Most programs have a whole set of rules that are standard across the board, right? Think about it. Like if you sign up for keto, you've got your keto-based rules. If you sign up for like a paleo challenge, you have your paleo-based rules. If you sign up for Whole30, if you sign up for Weight Watchers, if you sign up for Optavia, like all of those things, every single person is getting the same exact formula, the same rules, the same set of like, do this, don't do that. Which logically, if we know that everybody's different, how can that possibly check that fundamental piece of consistency? It's just, it's illogical to think that a program that is, is cookie cutter, that is standard set across the board for every single person could possibly check the box of consistency, adherence, and enjoyment. It just doesn't make sense. But yet, we don't think about it in that way. We think this is just what I have to do if I want to make progress, which couldn't be further from the truth. If you want to make progress, you have to stop thinking that way. You have to stop giving in to the whole mindset of, I just have to restrict more, deprive myself, and fit into this box, right? Like, I'm the problem. It's not the program that's the problem. I'm the problem. It's you have to flip that mindset and understand that consistency, adherence, and enjoyment at the end of the day will always win. So again, if you are in any program, you might have to modify to, to make that fundamental piece more suitable, right? Just like I talked about modifying the training. Like I'm not doing my, my three days of hip thrusts. I'm incorporating some upper body stuff into that to make it more, you know, for me to be more consistent. Same thing with nutrition. I know that if I was to sign up for a program and somebody was like, here are your macros, hit these same numbers every single day. There's no changes to your plan. We're just going to go straight across the board. Like that's too boring for me. I'm a 2A. I know that I won't be consistent so I can modify and I can make the necessary changes to increase my consistency that bottom rung is still the same. Now, and again, that's why we start with the neurotyping. When we start on the training side with neurotyping, we start on the nutrition side with neurotyping, it makes consistency easier. 
Now, as we move up on the nutrition, I've actually come full circle on this. I used to put quantity first as more important than quality. So my neck previously, if you had asked me this maybe about a year ago, I would have said consistency is first and then quantity, the amount of food that you're eating is second. And then quality is after that. Now I am putting them on the same rung. Now this may be cheating. You may think that I'm hacking the system. (laughs) It might not be fair, but my belief is that they are equally important. So they get placed on the same rung. The next important, like in the, in the order of importance after consistency, adherence, enjoyment, then we have food quality and food quantity, how much you're eating and the quality of those foods are equally important uh, because they often impact each other. Like if you're trying to, um, if you're trying to hit a certain number of macros, let's just say, and you're doing it with really shitty quality foods, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult for you to hit those numbers for the most part, especially if you're trying to optimize health, if you're trying to optimize performance, recovery, reduce inflammation, improve gut health, um, improve your metabolism, all of those things, improve energy, quality really matters. Quantity really matters. I think they're equal. Um, At that point from there, after we go food quality, food quantity, then I go into um, meal timing and frequency, um, like the timing of your foods, how frequently you're eating. Again, that can depend very much on the person. It can depend on your training. It can depend on your personality. A lot of things play a role there. Um, And then always at the top is going to be something like supplements. And that's why, like, look, we have a great partnership with with Organifi. Um, They just ran an amazing promotion. We always have 20% off storewide at Organifi. If you go to Organifi.com slash PopFam and enter code PopFam at checkout, you know, I love their green juice. You know, I love their gold juice. Um, Mel's been using their Harmony for uh, hormonal balance. Great products, but I will always, always let you know that supplements are the least important. Like it's, it's just, and, and they would say that too. Like if you spoke to the owner of Organifi, he would tell you that also, like, let's get these other things in check and then focus on supplements. So even as we talk about things like, like Organifi or any sort of supplements that can help just know we're talking about the 1%. Um, now, 1% is still 1%. It still makes a difference. So of course it's included on the hierarchy, but understand what you're getting yourself into. It's going to move the needle a little bit, but what's going to move the needle a lot is the foundational pieces, the consistency, adherence, enjoyment, then the food quality, the food quantity, then meal timing, meal frequency, right? All of those things matter. It's just some matter more than others. So I'll always take the consistency over anything else. I don't care, you know, if somebody's like, well, um, I like to eat two meals a day and I don't like to eat carbs, but that helps me stay super consistent and I love doing it. Great. That sounds like a great fit for you. Other people are like, I like to eat high carbs, six meals per day. Great. If it helps you stay consistent, that's what we're going to do. Um, so that's always like the first filter that we look at. Again, um, a lot of these things kind of circle back to stress and, and understanding that stress balance equation. Um, when we talk about the metabolism, we talk about priming your metabolism. We talk about efficiency of results. Oftentimes it comes back to that stress balance equation. 
And if we are checking the boxes of consistency, food quality, quantity, um, meal timing, frequency supplements, like all of those things can contribute to a better stress balance. If some of those things are out of whack, it will throw that stress balance and can throw your metabolism out of whack. For example, if you're inconsistent, like you're eating too little than eating too much, then all or nothing like restrict and binge, that is a major stress on the metabolism. If you're chronically under eating, right? The quantity part is off. You're, you're not eating enough. That's a major stress on the metabolism. If you're eating too much consistently, that's a major stress on the metabolism. If you are not eating quality foods, highly processed foods, that's a stress that causes inflammation. It's another stress on the metabolism. So we talk about priming. There's a lot of different things that go into that. At the end of the day, it all circles back to that stress balance because in order for your body to respond, when you want to lose body fat, when you want to achieve any goal that you have, it all comes down to your body feeling safe enough to make that change. If it's constantly feeling threatened, if it's constantly under stress, it's going to fight back. It's going to fight uh, for survival is, is what it's going to do. It's going to kick in some adaptive mechanisms to say like, nope, we're, we're not doing this. Like I'm, I'm protecting you right now. I'm keeping you from, you know, from dying. It's basically any stressor is viewed as a threat, right? Your, your body doesn't know the difference of this, this stress from under eating versus the stress from like really being a life-threatening thing. All stress is perceived the same. So your body goes through these reactions and it makes things more challenging and more difficult. The easiest way to simplify the process is to mitigate that stress response. It's to, to have more um, charges. Like when you think about drains and charges on your metabolism, or you think about like, fill, I use the bucket analogy, right? Every time you do like a restorative activity or something that's de-stressing, that's filling your bucket with water. Every time you do something stressful, it's draining your bucket with water. You want to make sure that bucket stays pretty full. Um, and that's the easiest way to make efficient progress. So again, if you think about our process, it's very simple. It's neurotyping, metabolic priming, lifestyle integration. That's what we do. We check those boxes. We make sure that all of that is in order. Why? Because neurotyping helps with the biggest fundamental uh, ingredient that we all need, consistency, enjoyment, adherence. Check that box. Then we have the metabolic priming. We need to make sure that stress balance is where it should be. Then we have the lifestyle integration, which is what's going to be the process for you as an individual that allows you to do this forever and to stop playing the, you know, the start date, end date game. It's to stop playing the, oh, I'm on track, off track, on plan, off plan. It's just to find the approach for your life that allows you to live your life, enjoy yourself and still reach your goals. I just had a call with somebody who joined coaching and she was like, I really want to do well in my Spartan races. I'm running half marathons. I want to perform like a badass. And I know I need to fuel properly for that, but I also like to have some drinks on the weekend. I like to hang out with friends. I like to do my thing and live life on the weekends. Like, how can I do both of those things? I'm like, that is the best question. And it, that's exactly what we will help you through. That's, those are the type of things that we should be thinking about with the lifestyle approach. Like, we want this for life. What are the things that you enjoy doing that you don't want to give up? That should be part of your plan. Most people think, oh, I have to sacrifice everything. You might have to sacrifice some things, but we also want to pick and choose our battles. We want to think about the stuff that's really fulfilling, that's really meaningful, that we really 
that that keeps us going. Life is about experiences, right? Like being with the people that you love, doing the things you love. So let's make that part of the process. And then you no longer feel like there's this massive overhaul in your life that you're on plan, off plan. And it's this constant cycle that is exhausting. Like being in that cycle is exhausting. I know I spent too much time there. Um, I know I was, I, I mentioned I was going to share three separate stories. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to do a real, real brief breakdown of this um, just because I think it helps illustrate something um, that we all need to hear. And I know sometimes I can come across as, as harsh or whatever, but I'm only doing this because I think that it helps. Um, I'm, I'm here to just let you see for yourself the difference of what happens uh, when we make certain decisions versus we sit on the sidelines. So three distinct conversations. I had one conversation with somebody who was interested in coaching and she was basically like, look, everything that I've been doing up until this point has led me to where I am now. I'm not happy with where I am now. I've been trying this on my own. What I've been doing hasn't been working. I need to join coaching. Let's go. That was essentially the conversation. I was like, great, done. Let's do this. Um, the second conversation was, was with somebody who messaged me and we were having a back and forth on messenger. And she was thinking of all of these reasons why, why she would be different. She's like, but, uh, I don't need this just for me. I need this for my family too. I'm like, right. That's what we do. Like, she's like, but I'm, I'm a mom and I'm a a wife. And, you know, I I also work. I'm like, great. So do all of our other clients. 90% of our clients are in that same boat. And that's why, we integrate everything into your life for your family, for, you know, be able to accommodate for your work schedule. Like that's why we do what we do. She's like, right. But I just keep getting in my head about like, will this work for me? I'm like, yes. And every single person who's ever signed up for this program has had the same exact thought process. And then we kept going back and forth. And I'm just like, look, you have to make the decision for yourself. I'm not here to convince you of anything let me know when you're ready and, and we'll be good to go. And that was it. Then the third conversation was somebody who basically was like, Hey, I, I really need this. I know somebody who did the program. They absolutely love it. They can't stop talking about it. Um, we work together. She told me I need to reach out to you. She literally said, I don't care how much it costs. I'm in, I want to get started right away. And then 24 hours later, she had the oh shit moment. Like now it's real. And was like, is there any way to back out? And I was like, what happened to our whole conversation? She's like, well, I thought about it and my job is, is really busy right now. And, um, I just moved into a new apartment and right. Excuse, 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 excuse. So, um, and I'm never, I, I'm never one to be forceful or say like, no, this is what you committed to. So I'm typically a pushover in those situations. And I'm like, yep. Here's something to consider. Like I basically left her with a consider that it's never going to be the right time. Consider that life is always going to be crazy. Consider that if you don't do this now, the problems that you were trying to fix are not going to go away. And in several months from now, you might really be in an unfortunate position, but sure, no problem. We can go our separate ways. Okay. So the reason why I illustrate these three things is there is literally zero difference between the people that are successful and the people that are not versus, except for the one thing, which is knowing that the alternative 
is not an option and making the decision and the commitment to move forward in the face of uncertainty. That's it. I can tell you that we've coached thousands of people and we have yet to meet one single unicorn. And what I mean by that is nobody's situation is so unique that we're like, wow, we've literally never seen this before. Everything that you're thinking, experiencing, feeling, we've seen it before. We've handled it before. We've had clients who have overcome it. The, the woman that said to me, everything that I've been, that I've been doing hasn't been working. So I have no, like, I know I need this. That is the logical mindset. The logical mindset says, if I'm not where I want to be right now, and I continue to do what I've always been doing, I'm going to get the same results that I've always gotten, which are not acceptable. So the alternative is worse and more painful than the uncertainty and the fear of jumping into something new and different. The woman who said, well, I, what about my family? And what about this? And what about that? And all of these reasons why not to do something. The unfortunate part about that is those will always be the excuses. Those will always keep her in the same place. That will never change. Those are, are components of her life that are, that are there forever. So you either jump in and you learn to navigate those things. You learn how to incorporate your nutrition with your family. You learn how to incorporate this into your lifestyle, which, which does mean understanding how you're work schedule fits into this, understanding how your social life fits into this. That's all part of the equation. So you either build that into the process or you sit there and tell yourself that you're somehow different, that you're somehow special and unique. Even though you are a special and unique person, what you're experiencing is not different than what everybody else is feeling. Everybody has the same level of uncertainty. The only difference between those that are successful and those that are not, the successful people know that they just have to lean into that discomfort and make the decision anyway. And the really unfortunate story is the third person who was so close to committing and reaching her goals, like so close. Right now, as it stands today, we'd already be, um, she would already be feeling a million times better. Like that quickly, she'd already be feeling a million times better. Yet she made that slight, she let her mind get in the way and came up with all of those excuses as to not why not to move forward and why she had to back out so close to getting to where she wants to be. And that's the saddest part. Those are the ones that keep me up at night because what will happen is several months later, six months later, she'll be further away from where she wants to be. She'll be even more frustrated and she'll think back to, man, why did I back out of that? And then she'll reach out to me again. This happens all the time. I'm not being a dick. I'm just sharing the facts. This happens all the time. She'll reach back out to me. She'll be like, you know what? I should have done this. I should have moved forward. Can I get started now? And I'll say, yes. However, unfortunately, our rates have gone up. Um, and she'll say, yeah, I know. I figured I should have just. And, and she'll kick herself because all you think about is, man, if I had just made that decision, I'd be six months closer to where I want to be. Or I'd be exactly where, like we have some clients that six months is all they need six months and they achieve their goals and we send them on their way and they, that's it. So she could either be exactly where she wants to be or six months closer to where she wants to be. And, and those are the ones that are really frustrating. Those are the ones that are really sad. Um, and again, I'm, I'm always just going to present the information, present opportunities, and then let you make the decision that you need to make for yourself. 
But I think that it does illustrate something because we convince ourselves that somehow we're the exception. Somehow we're special. Somehow we're different. Somehow we're unique. And yes, while no two people are alike, the stuff that we're experiencing, the stuff that we're feeling, it's all the same things. Like when I jump into a coaching program, it's, it's still uncertain for me. Um, the first time that I made like my real coaching hire, that was a significant investment. That was scary. That was that like, there was a lot of fear and uncertainty, but I knew that if I kept doing what I was doing, I was going to continue in that same fucking cycle that had me miserable, that made me question everything about my, my worth and about my body and about everything. Like I felt like such a failure. So I was like, I can continue feeling this way, or I can make the scary decision and take the leap. And fortunately, in these situations, we end up helping more people um, because those are the people that we attract who say like, you know what, that's me. Uh, And that's why I share these things, because even though it might offend some people, even though it might come across as harsh, even though some people might not like this approach, I know that there's, there's somebody who's listening who's like, wait, that's me. I'm on the fence and I'm letting this fear and uncertainty hold me back. And I just needed to hear this. And now I know what I need to do. I need to just take that step forward. And for me, that's worth it because we end up helping more people by sharing these stories, by helping you see that you're not alone, that there are other people who feel the exact same way. And all they did was made one simple decision, just one decision. And it changed everything, changed their life. We, you know, I just talked to somebody who's down 82 pounds. I just talked to somebody who um, just started like, recently and was like, I can't believe how quickly my relationship with food has changed. I think it was like five weeks and sent me a message on Instagram and was like, I had no, no expectation that this would change this quickly. Um, these are the things that, you know, why we do what we do. And I share these stories to help you understand that there's, that you're feeling and experiencing the same things that our clients felt before they took the leap. And it was just that one decision. That was it. They, they felt the fear, they felt the uncertainty, and they did it anyway because they knew that the alternative of staying the same was not an option. All right. Well, hopefully that message hit home in a way that it was intended to, um, not to make anybody feel bad, but more so to let you know that you're not alone, that we all have to make those scary decisions, that if we truly want what we say we want, we have to lean into that discomfort, the uncertainty, the fear of the unknown and do it anyway. All right, that's it for me. Hopefully this was helpful. I will talk to you guys very soon.